Welcome back to the Castaway Consultants, where we teach future Survivor players how to play the game by critiquing, criticizing, and evaluating current players. I'm one of your three co-hosts, Derek Kubitschek, and today we're going to be looking at episode 10 of season 44, Full Tilt Boogie. I am joined tonight, again, once again, by two fabulous co-hosts, Ryan Stacy and the returned Josh Wessler, fresh off vacation. How you guys doing? I'm pretty good. Great episode of Spider-Man tonight, so I'm in, a, I'm in a good mood. Yeah, and I'm doing good, too. Uh, nice and freshened up from vacation. And, you know, real quick, just since I uh, did not tweet this out or anything like that, I can go over my uh, my reactions from last week. So, spoilers if you did not watch last week's episode, but here are my investors. <laughs> why are you here? <laughs> I don't know why you'd be here. But uh, to, to catch everyone up, no, I did not think that it was the right move. I thought the best player of the episode was Heidi at the time, uh, and the worst player was Jamie. I don't remember if either one of you guys uh, had agreed with me on that. I think Ryan did. Uh, Ryan, I think, was closer than Derek. But In hindsight, I, I said so I did say for Annie, I have changed it with the information we got at the beginning of this episode, which we'll talk about later. So I switched mine to uh, uh, Heidi. Ah, the post-switch. Uh, and and I then did, I had Jamie's. And worst. I did share uh, Ryan's uh, next uh, player to go out was uh, Jam Jam, which who knows what happened tonight. We'll, we'll we'll talk about that. But no, this is a, re- a really solid episode. Another one where the advantages weren't really a factor, and there was just lots of different names being thrown out, and who knows who it was going to well, be. I, well, I don't know if uh, advantages did not have uh, a factor, uh, but some yes. some uh, fake advantages definitely did. Ghost advantages that yeah, aren't g- even in the game anymore and were never really an advantage anyway. Ghost Island 2.0, <laughs> all from like interest season. What I was going to say, I think it's it's really interesting to see how the very spurious, frenetic, advantage-heavy pre-merge really forced all of our original tribes into fairly solid voting blocks until now. And now we're getting to see some regular survivor gameplay that is incredibly conservative because these players are just trying to not get eaten by the game itself. Yeah, it's like playing Minesweeper. You're just being real careful, just trying not to hit the mine. I do love that four four fake idols were in the season. Three made by production, one made by the cast. None of the four were played. Get wrecked. <laughs> get wrecked production. <laughs> No, I love the episode. Uh, I think it's because it didn't have as much of it. It was just, you know, natural feeling survivor. And actually, Derek, to your point, I feel like that's just another reason why we should just have fewer nonsense, like fewer uh, just kind of of those less traditional episodes of Survivor right after the merge. You know, we talked about having like the two two votes that weren't just like the full tribe. I think that now that we're finally getting, you know, a good mixed up vote, that probably could have happened like a vote or two ago if we were pushed into the merge quicker. Yeah, I agree. And we all, I believe, still like the earn the merge idea. Yeah, it's one, fun. One, one episode. One episode. Just, just get it all done. One episode and then bring everyone together because it proves to be interesting and entertaining enough. Because going into tribal, Ryan and I looked at each other. We don't know who's going home. Yeah, I had no clue. I took a guess. I was Same. wrong. Yeah, we have no clue. But you guys ready to jump into the episode proper? Absolutely. So spoiler alert for the episode. If you haven't watched it yet, go check it out. It was a good one. Well, before before we jump into like what actually happened in the episode, I want to talk about the theme of tonight's episode. Uh, I think this is really important if we're if we call ourselves consultants. I think the big lesson tonight is, you know, it's great to tell the truth. The truth has to be believable. 
because we had two instances tonight of people, uh, Jamie and Heidi, which we'll get into more specifics later, where they did tell the truth. They told exactly what happened, and no one believed them because it's like, that sounds crazy. You know, sometimes truth is stranger than fiction. So just because something is true doesn't mean people will believe it, especially if it's like, that's insane. It may have actually happened, and you're telling your truth and, and the facts, but you got to make it sound good. You got to be careful what you say and how you say it. Uh, rule nine. Careful yep. what you say and how to, to say quote it. quote my uh, other podcast, the How to Survive a Horror Movie podcast, rule nine. Sometimes how to survive life and sometimes how to survive Survivor. Yep. Yeah, and I think it at least has to play a factor into, you know our considerations for best and worst player because we saw a lot of things come to fruition. We saw targets shift between several different people or at least names get thrown out as a result of poorly presented truth. Uh, And it's just a solid reminder that perception in many ways is just subjective reality. And as a result of it, plans changed and potentially alliances are broken off of nothing nothing off the truth that no one believed but the episode proper we get a big reveal uh at the beginning of this episode franny thought the vote was supposed to be jamie it was she was never told the vote was changed to kane so we thought it might have been a shot in the dark prevention vote nope was not the case uh franny was not in the loop last time which is why i ended up changing my best of the worst in the last episode to heidi just because we're presented with new information fair enough so franny is on the bottom with lauren and jamie at this point if we go off of what the votes are saying which is so interesting. Like, why? Why not include her? It, it does not make sense to me. Yeah, because Kane and Franny weren't allies by any stretch of the imagination. It, it, you know, it was Soka, Ratu, and Tika, and Tika and Soka were working together to take on Ratu. What generally happens is someone changes the plan last minute. They're about to go to tribal and word just didn't get to Franny. Maybe they didn't have time. That's generally what happens when people aren't told. It might not have been malicious at all, but you, you can't act like it wasn't malicious. He, Franny has to assume she was left out for a reason and is now on the bottom. I mean, but here's the thing. We we had live tribal. Like, there were there were people talking. I'm not saying, like, live as in, like, the, the decisions are being changed. Live as in, I, I don't think the decision being made last second on who the vote is going to be is an excuse. Sure. Uh, because there's ample ample opportunity more than at the at a typical tribal council sure. because it was a quote-unquote live tribal how many people talked to franny in that amount of time it would have been so easy to tell her the right vote and maybe someone did and she just didn't buy it and she's mad that she wasn't told before tribal council we don't know right and i was just gonna corroborate what josh was saying during the quote-unquote live tribal she certainly had the right name whispered in her ear more than once it's just That's not the name that was decided before Tribal, and why would she believe anything else? You shouldn't be changing your votes at Tribal Council. Not unless there are very extenuating circumstances. Something insane has to happen for that to go. (laughs) And and last episode, that that ain't it. Carson talks to Jamie, and basically he's like, hey, Kane went home because he was telling everyone that you had an idol. So you need to be okay with Kane going home. And, and Jamie seems to buy this. Like, this is a believable lie. You know, the, the lie is the one thing that's believed in this episode. And because it's believable, and Kane's not around to defend himself, <laughs> which is the best kind of lie. Blame someone on a dead person. Blame someone who, on someone who's voted out of the game. It's about no one, blame someone on someone who cannot defend themselves. It's the best way to go. It's great on Carson. And I think this is the reason that Jamie decides to confess. This, this has a cascading effect because now Jamie says, oh, everyone knows I had an idol. They probably think I might have one still because yep. they don't know I swapped with Kane. 
And eventually she is going to jump ahead a little bit. She is going to tell eventually the entire camp, like, yeah, I had an idol, gave it to Kane because we were scared of knowledge's power. He went out with it in his pocket and nobody believes her. Everybody's like, wow, she's such a good liar. She's so skilled at lying. We need to take her out because she's lying. She definitely steals the idol. Oh, poor Jamie. It really feels like she's telling the truth here. Uh, wow, she's a better player than we give her credit for. <laughs> oh, and, poor Jamie. Was there no one there to corroborate the story? Like, was, uh, you know, they swapped with Lauren as well. Was Lauren not by them yeah. when they did yeah. that swap? That was never brought up, so maybe that happened. Maybe Lauren eventually is like, no, that's that's what happened. Did Lauren know for sure? I don't know. Yeah, and that, that's what I was wondering. Did Lauren end up giving her extra vote to Jamie, and then Jamie's like, oh, wait, knowledge is power. That That is unfortunate, and then goes to Kane on her own. I We just don't, we don't know. We don't have enough information, but also, why would Lauren corroborate that when she's in survival mode yep. at this point? Like, if they're eating Ratu, I'd much rather have them put their votes on Jamie. <laughs> and maybe she did corroborate it, and that's why Jamie did not go home tonight. Maybe. And maybe people didn't believe her. You know, we, we just, we didn't get the whole story, as it frequently occurs. <laughs> Franny's going to end up winning the reward challenge, which they were told was just an overnight trip. And then after the challenge, Jeff's like, you're also going to get letters from home. So now it's going to be real hard for you to bring people with because you're denying people of their letters from their families. Oh, uh, poor Franny. Oh. Now, <laughs> there's a lot of tweets, a lot of talk going around like, oh, Franny winning a challenge she shouldn't have won. Name a more iconic duo. Oh, <laughs> who would have said something like that? Somebody on this podcast Def- may have said that. Definitely it was, not me. It, it was a funny instant message, Josh, and I chuckled. I knew Derek was going to laugh at it. <laughs> uh, I don't laugh at anything. It's <laughs> Ryan has no sense of humor. He, he laughs at things he says and nothing else. <laughs> Hey, I laughed at something you said because it was true. (laughs) I laugh at things that I say and when other people say things about me. Look, I'm hilarious and just ask me, I'll tell you. Yes. So I'm not mad that Franny won this challenge because based on the last vote, she's in trouble. She can use this to build some bonds and maybe form a strategic plan, which is what she attempts to do. So I'm not mad at Franny at all for winning this challenge. If nothing else, she's left out. And what we're also going to learn, and the players on Soka, remaining Soka probably already have a sense about this. Soka is extremely fractured. Yes. I mean, there are three people and they have three completely different games and none of them really involve each other anymore. They all vote for each other tonight. Correct. It's it's wild. So if I'm Franny, or if I'm if I'm anyone on Soka, honestly, at this point, but Franny in particular, because she's left out of the boat, go ahead and win this. You know, there might be an idol at the sanctuary. There there could be anything. But even for just the reason of building bonds. Uh, with someone like Carolyn, for example, this is a good move. So is your philosophy different now, like, going forward? Like, let's exclude Franny here in her one situation. Is your philosophy changed? Not for the loved ones, because that one's still pretty obvious, but for rewards in general. If you're on the bottom, win. That's not a change of philosophy. If you're on the bottom, that win. It? Because, yeah, if you're on the bottom, might as well win, because you'll, A, you'll get some food, might help you in the immunity challenge. B, you have a chance to form some bonds, maybe get a clue or something well, to an and, idol. Well, and, and the chance to sow a little bit of chaos. Yep. Right? And at least you're, you're in control of the chaos yep. that the reward challenge might leave, provide opportunity for. Leave two people at camp who hate each other, see what happens. Yep. Or, or bring one part of a, a duo that's, you know, uh, in sort of a tenuous situation. Yep. So she's going to bring Carolyn, Lauren, and Heidi with, which I think are pretty solid moves. Seems to attempt to get like a women's alliance kind of thing going. Uh, doesn't come to fruition here tonight, but I thought it was a, a good move for Franny. It had some legs. I, I loved all three of her picks. 
Unfortunately, back at camp, Jam Jam, Jamie, Carson, and Danny are like, yeah, Franny's got to go next. <laughs> She's a beast. Now, for uh, Carson and Jam Jam, this is fantastic. Yes. The the less people are looking at the strong Tika 3, which we've been saying all, like, we've been saying that for seasons and seasons. The tribe that is the most unified post-merge is the one that often comes out victorious regardless of numbers. Well... Uh, yeah, that's been in the way so far. This is this is Survivor 101 so far. This makes no sense for Danny. Yep, bad for Danny. It's good for Carson, Jam Jam, and Jamie, but Danny, Danny's going to turn on Franny in this episode, and it's too soon for him to do that. Yes, Franny is, I think we can safely say, number one on the pecking order to win the game at this point. I agree. You need her. She's in your alliance. Yeah. So Danny should not have turned on Franny. Like, she needs to go, but she does not need to go right now. Yes. It feels like... <laughs> This was such a quick turn. It feels like we weren't shown something. Like it feels like there was something between the vote of like Franny being left out, which which we did see and we saw her reaction as they got back to to camp after tribal council. But it feels like there was something else, like maybe a conversation with her and Danny that ended up happening, where there was essentially that alliance breaking because it just flipped and it just automatically went to, yep, time to get Franny out. Let's go. Don't don't doesn't matter about the long term. So the plan's going to end up being Franny is going next uh, with Jamie being the back vote because nobody believes her about the idol situation. And it depends on who wins the immunity yeah, challenge. Yeah, and if so, Franny wins immunity, Jamie will go. And, and I don't love them game planning pre-challenge like this. This can get people into trouble. Right. It's not going to rear its ugly head, but just a reminder for the listeners, probably don't plot to take out your tribe members, alliance members before you need to have that conversation. It's more reason for me that this was bad. On the reward, the the women all bond and they talk about taking out Danny next, which is what Carolyn really wants to do. And we get a confession from Carolyn that says she knows Franny is a threat, but doesn't want to vote her out yet. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. At least she's aware. And by the way, to be consistent with what I believe about Carolyn's game, I think this is great for her. She needs to be forcing the Danny issue right yeah, now. She's going to take out Danny. And, you know, I, we didn't say we're in the spoiler section. Danny's not going to go home tonight. And I do think that this is just another sort of notch <laughs> notch in the wall of, like, Carolyn not necessarily being able to win this game because she didn't get her way again. But I do think that Carolyn is probably right that Franny shouldn't go now. Immunity challenge. Carson's going to win the immunity challenge. Everybody thinks he I, – I was checking Twitter. Everybody thinks he 3D printed this one, too, and knows it. They'd have shown us. Maybe, maybe not. So, I don't know. Yeah, they'd be kind of beating a dead horse if they just kept doing after every single one that he won. <laughs> no comments on that one. Carson's a puzzle beast. Let's just... That's, that's what he is. So, at camp, Jamie, Danny, and Franny are the targets. They talk to Carolyn because she's the one who really wants Danny, but she's she's fine taking out Jamie because she doesn't trust her either. Mm-hmm. So, there's talk about splitting the votes between Jamie and Danny, make Jamie play her idol or you know go out on the revote. That's a solid move. Lots of different plans are going to come out here. Danny wants Franny out. We see him talking strategy with Lauren for the very first time in this game. That is way too late to be doing that, Danny. Well, and but music to Lauren's ears because Ratu's been decimated the She's last desperate. two votes. So, hey, anyone who wants to work with me, I'll work with them. Carson's scared that Carolyn and Franny are getting too close. A good reason to take out Franny is to keep Carolyn close to uh, himself and Jam Jam. I don't think that's going to work. Mm, we'll see. In theory, that I I, act, I really liked that he at least made that point because for the majority of just contestants in the history of Survivor, I think that that is the right line of thinking. But Carolyn, for someone though. like Carolyn, I don't think it is. Yeah, that, that might be the, the wrong read on Carolyn. 
And and one thing that Carson has going to his credit is he never committed to what is going to end up turning into a Heidi target. He said, I need to talk about this with some other people. I know that you're going to do what you're going to do, but it sounds like you're sort of telling me out of courtesy and you don't necessarily need my vote. If you have the votes, maybe you can do this. Danny tries to you know get the vote on Franny and he's telling Heidi like, hey, the vote's on Franny. I have the numbers. I don't even need your vote. I'm just telling you because you're my number one. It's really weird thing to say from Danny. It felt like a snipped conversation. It felt like he said something, they talked more, and then he got frustrated and said, I don't even need you, but I just figured I should tell you. It, it really felt like it just got chopped and, right and out the middle. Maybe that's the case, but no matter what, this is not something you should say. No. We don't no, need he- you. He's trying to like bully his way through the yeah. boat of just That's like this is what we're doing, my moves, blah blah blah. It's it it is like kind of villain esque. Yeah, uh, and I I feel like we've seen it before, like the just personality wise. I can't think of a past contestant, but you know, it's just one of those that just kind of is like, Ugh. it's kind of like uh, a it, Russell Hance move. It is a little it, bit if done in the right way. It's like wow, that's a really strong, good, strategic player. But tone like tonally, you just have to change it a little bit to be almost like uh I, I don't like the way that you handled that derek said tonight during the episode danny's not very good at survivor and i'm i'm gonna sign off on that i mean yeah there there are plenty of reasons to say that he's not but even just further evidence to what i was suspecting i, I don't remember if it was two weeks ago or last week where i started saying that the edit is really painting danny as the least threatening social player on the season yeah. this is more evidence to that that he he's trading off this very forward-facing aggression for uh, social capital. And historically in Survivor, uh, not only is that a bad trade-off, why don't you just ask Russell Hans? That's the worst trade-off. You will never win if you do that. So I'll, I'll leave that at that. So Heidi tells people like, hey, yeah, Danny is saying that he's got the votes for Franny and that he doesn't even need my vote. And this is the truth. And nobody believes Heidi that Danny said that. Everyone thinks Heidi's scheming and plotting because it doesn't sound like something Danny would say. Why would why would Danny why would Danny do that? It's weird. It's another weird one where and no one believes Heidi and it just seems like an innocuous comment that seems very negative towards Danny, but nobody buys it. So it's it's weird. So maybe Danny does have an okay social game and that was just a bad moment. Or maybe people just see him and Heidi as a really strong duo and why would Danny say that to his very clear number one alliance partner? It's weird. Well, and I, I kind of got the sense that it was also more along the lines of like, we all know of these other plans that are going on. How does he have the numbers to be able to do that? And it may be less like, why would he do that to you, Heidi? But more as like, where is he getting all these numbers yeah. from? Because that doesn't make sense with my current plan. Which, yeah, that that's kind of what I thought at first. But then this kind of like, I think it's Lauren. Lauren throws out Heidi's name because of this. Let's get rid of Heidi. And it's just like, what? What? This sounds more like a reason to get rid of Danny, but Carolyn starts campaigning to get Heidi out of the game. So we have like four different names being thrown out, and then we're going to Trouble Council. I'm like, I have no idea who's going. Mm-hmm. It's very fun. And, and by the <laughs> way, I don't blame Carolyn for trying to latch onto any other idea no. beyond Franny, because it felt like Franny was the lead contender, you know, the usual suspect to go home. Because we have to remember that, what was it, Danny saved her not long ago yep. with an idol. So franny but do we want it to be franny maybe not i'm good with heidi if everyone else is good with heidi so we're gonna go to tribal council it's gonna be five votes for franny two votes for heidi one vote for danny and i just love that franny heidi and danny all voted for each other in like mexican standoff kind of way yeah in ouroboros they're just consuming themselves 
What are we doing here? <laughs> so Franny and Carolyn, they, they voted for Heidi, obviously on the outs. Heidi voted for Danny, and I don't know why. Because they talked about it at the Women's Alliance Challenge. Was this a shot in the dark thing, or was she left out? I don't know. Even if this was a shot in the dark, it was bad. Heidi shouldn't be targeting Danny. I that agree. Part, that part was just <laughs> baffling to me. Like Once we saw it in the, uh, the credits scene, and you just see her show Danny, I'm like... Wait, what? But why? why? So Franny's going to end going out here. And I think what we can safely say is she's the biggest threat in the game. But was she the right person to go out here? Derek, what do you think? It's so fascinating. And I, I thought about it for a little bit. So I'm going to land on this. It's good for everybody left in the game, like net, that Franny is gone. Because yep. now, hey, that number two spot is kind of wide open. However, we've been talking this entire episode about was it the right time? You look at how these alliances and how these voting blocks are structured right now. This was not the time. Ratu and Soka needed to come together and take out a member of Tika who continue to successfully and somehow semi under the radar play the middle. And now they are the majority tribe. And now Soka has voted for each other. And we've seen Lauren be very non-committal with Jamie. So I'm not even convinced that the the four people who are non-Tika are even able to come together to vote out a Tika next episode. That's how dysfunctional those four are. So no, Franny should have not gone, gone home tonight, even though I do think it's at least a little net positive for everyone. Josh, what do you think? Yeah, for the most people... I would say that this is the right move. I think that Derek is right that the timing of it is the questionable part. Ultimately, I'm going to say that, yes, the right person went home just because it's the biggest threat in the game. Like, can you really complain that much about it? Yeah, you, you can you can complain about it. Yeah, sure. Uh, and nitpick it. But ultimately, I think that it's a net positive for everyone. Yeah, there's going to be some pieces that you're going to have to pick up after the fact. But I think that that is okay if we want to get a lot more detailed into into it i can tell you that i don't like this move at all for carson and jam jam i think that is the wrong move for them just because i think that they needed to take their alliance with carolyn into more consideration with yes it. because that is i think that that personally is more important in this one singular vote than getting out franny you can get franny out in I don't know, a vote or two when maybe she doesn't have that reward challenge closeness as much and she doesn't isn't going to feel as spurned by it because uh, she definitely does right now. And maybe they should have been better off taking out a Heidi or a Danny from their perspective. But ultimately, they're only two people out of the remaining group here. So I'm going to say for the majority of people that... Franny was the right one. I, I'm more on Derek's side here. Uh, you know, this was a good move for Carson and Jan Jam. They just needed to handle Carolyn better. I think this is going to blow up in the face because they left her out. They either needed to tell her or maybe you take out someone else from Soka, maybe like a Danny instead. They could have done that. So I don't think they should have gone after Freddy, but I do think this is, oh, you know, Franny going is good for Carson, Jam Jam, Lauren, and Jamie. That's four out of eight. Not enough. You know, this is horrible for Danny, horrible for Heidi. Honestly, the best move is probably Jam Jam. Carson's got immunity. He'd be ideal. But uh, to break up that Tika group, uh, I think Jam Jam probably should have gone. And to refute just a little bit what Josh said or to rebut it, I understand you need to preserve your relationship with Carolyn. But we have to remember what happened on the challenge and then what happened on the beach later. Who else didn't vote with Carolyn? Lauren didn't vote with Carolyn. 
And um, Jamie and Jamie didn't vote with Carolyn, despite them all saying that they were going to go for Heidi. The only person who did was Franny. Now, Carolyn, even though she's maybe mad at Jam Jam and Carson, I think she's a wild card, but she's a loyal wild card. And I think she will go back out of necessity. Maybe. Um, And I do think Jam Jam and Carson's primary goal was anybody but Tika. And I think they accomplished that and took out a big competitor. But I, I think they could have handled it better. Yeah, yeah. There's always better ways to do it. But the result I, I do think this might blow up in their face because we'll they, they did it wrong. But like taking out Franny is a good move for them on paper. Let's move on to best and worst player of the episode. Derek, who is your best player? I have Carson. Uh, he won immunity. He got exactly what he wanted. Tika did not go home. And even with that moment with Carolyn, he didn't say that he was going to go with her plan. He said, I need to talk about it. I need to think about it, but thank you for cluing me in. So I think that Carson has the least egg on his face and had a near flawless episode. Josh, I really wanted to give it to Carson, but I, I feel pretty strongly about this, that I think that it was a bad move for them to take out Franny, just given their relationship with Carolyn, that that is the most important thing is to keep that alliance strong as long as they can. And I think that this is going to be the end of it. Carolyn feels like she's not being respected as an alliance member. And she thinks that Carson and Sham Jam are basically going to be running that alliance. And I think that's just going to be the end of it. So I, I, you know, given everything, yeah, Carson had a great episode, but because of that, I don't think I can give it to them. I really struggled with trying to pick someone, but I'm going to go with, Lauren here. She just had a strong episode. Nothing like super flashy, but she did have some good conversations and opening up with like Danny as a possibility. She voted correctly, which was something that not everyone could say that they did. And uh, the biggest threat in the game went home. I agree with Josh mostly. Um, I, I do think it was Lauren because she's the only one who didn't damage her game tonight. Everyone else did something bad. You know, I do think Franny was the right move for Carson Jam Jam. It, the problem is how they did it. So that takes Carson out of the equation for me. That leaves Lauren. She did nothing wrong. It wasn't anything flashy. Taking out Franny is great for her. It's Lauren almost by default. Mm-hmm. You know, Carson had a solid episode, but I think that I think he might have blown up his game a little bit right at the end. Uh, how about worst player, Josh? Who do you got? I had Jamie here. There's actually a decent amount of bad gameplay <laughs> here in this episode. Uh, you know, dishonorable mention to Danny, but uh, and Heidi, I guess. But I think Jamie's is going to be uh, her false lie, which is called the truth, is is going to hurt her here probably in a future episode, just because she can't really prove that she doesn't have an idol so i think that that's going to come back to bite her more than anything else really for anyone else so i i just don't know what jamie's better option was she was in or she was dealt a really bad hand so i'm not going to give it to jamie i'm going to give mine to danny i think he turned on franny way too early and the way he talked to heidi he didn't start strategizing with lauren until this episode he's got a ton of holes in his, his game so danny's my worst player of the episode I want to start by agreeing with Josh for just a second, where when I was deciding, I wrote down Heidi, I wrote down Carolyn, I wrote down Jamie, and I wrote down Danny. And then I immediately threw the the three women out and landed on Danny, because one, every move he seems to make is fronted with this aggression that I talked about, and it seems that he's trading it off for that social capital, which again is the quickest way to lose Survivor in, you know, the... it's the quickest way to lose the jury. He was talking down to Heidi who ended up voting for him. So I think that even though Franny went home, who was one of his, you know, one of his original tribe, he has now severed essentially his last relationship with Heidi and he can't count on working with Lauren in the future. So he's 
pretty much alone. And also, it was not the time to take out another Soka. You needed to get together with Ratu and vote out Atika. So pretty much everything Danny did this episode was wrong, except, like, he didn't go home. Congratulations. Let's get into who is going next. I'll, I'll just stay on the Danny train. I think Danny's going next. I know logic dictates Carster Jam Jam is next. That's what should happen. That's what the uh, next time on Survivor is trying to make us think is going to happen, which tells me it's not going to happen. So I'm like, where is this going to go? Maybe Carson and Jam Jam make up with Carolyn. How do they do that? Taking out her number one enemy, Danny. I think Danny's next. So I land on Jamie because I think, again, the four non-Tika members, they're not going to get together. Tika is going to side with the remaining Soka, and they're going to split the votes on Lauren and Jamie to try and get Jamie's idol out of the game, and she doesn't have one, so she's going to go home. Josh, who's going next? You know what? I Tonight, it should have been someone from Tika, probably Jam Jam. Uh, you know, that uh, technically I did say that Franny was the, the right move, but you know, Jam Jam wasn't even an option. So that's why I didn't even think about it at the time. It probably should have been Jam Jam tonight. And I think it's going to be Jam Jam next time. Someone's got to go from Tika, right? Like logic says no, (laughs) (laughs) mathematically, no, but logic says that someone should go, which means it probably won't, but I'm, I'm good. I'm still going to go with Jam Jam anyways. Yeah. Game theory says someone from Tika should go. And we all know that this cast is not great with game theory and it is so much fun to watch. (laughs) We had some argument about whether or not uh, Franny was the right move. So I guess like we should go to Twitter to break the tie. Was Franny the right person to go home tonight? Well, what did Twitter have to say? Yeah, according to Twitter, got a decent amount of votes here. The majority of Twitter, aka 73% of Twitter, said that no, the right person did not get voted out tonight. Get wrecked, Josh. So they agree with us, but it's because they love Matt and Franny. Agree. I mean, they love Franny, Probably. they love Carolyn, they love Matt, they love Matt and Franny together. It's been confirmed that they're still together, at least as of recording this podcast. Yeah, that's why it's no. So wrong reason, but right answer. Congratulations, Twitter. Something, something, Ponderosa. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Man, to be a fly on the wall at Ponderosa. You sicko. But not in a weird way. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> From, like, Kane's perspective. <laughs> Just, like, watching that bloom, probably. Stop talking about You're this. You're making it worse. <laughs> Don't bring Kane into this. You in an innocent way. Not in a weird way. <laughs> This is all staying in. Oh, boy. Oh, no. <laughs> all right. Let's get into who cannot win this game because there's two people left who cannot win this game. And I'll probably change mine again, as I do every week. But before we get to me, let's start with Derek. Derek, who are the two people who cannot win this game? With this cast in this particular game with how things are going, I've said that you need to show me something to get off my list. In complete opposite fashion, Jamie showed another great reason about not winning. So Jamie stays on the list. And like I teased in the middle of the podcast, Carolyn pushed for something once again, ended up on the wrong side of the vote and did not get her way. So Carolyn does not make it off my naughty list. Jamie and Carolyn for the third week in a row are my two cannot win the game. Josh? First, a a quick defense of Carolyn, just because I loved that they had this in the episode. Yeah, it didn't work out for her, but I love that you actually got to see her doing something strategic in the game and basically going around saying we're going for Heidi we're going for Heidi and everyone being kind of surprised but at the same time it seemed like at the time going with what Carolyn was talking about in Heidi so like good on her for at least doing something like at least she's not sitting back and just waiting for the game to come to her so kudos to her on that I know it didn't work 
but still, good I, job. I do not give points for campaigning. You need to see through on your promises. If you say that you're going to stop child hunger, you better stop child hunger and not just say that hungry children don't exist. I understand. I just wanted to toss that out there. And mostly because she is not one of my people who cannot win. I'm going to stick with my same two people that I've had for like, I don't even know, the last like three episodes. And that is Jamie and Heidi. So last week I had Jamie and Lauren on, on here. And honestly, I, I would I still don't think either of them are going to win this game. I, I'm going to officially keep Jamie here. I'm going to sub out Lauren for the people who can't win this game. I'm going to throw Danny on there now. All right. Well, at least we have a consensus of Jamie between yep. the three of us. Sorry, uh, I, I think da- I think just think Danny's got the worst social game. So therefore, I don't think he can win. Ryan, is there anybody left in the game who hasn't been put on this list for you now? Carson. Okay, so Carson has always been able to win. That might be it. Yeah. So so uh, by Sherlock Holmes' uh, deductive logic, Carson, Carson wins. wins the game, right? Carson goes out next week, <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll be like, well, I don't know anymore. We're all hacks here. Ryan is really leaning into this whole thing about uh, Gabler not being able to win. He's like, well, this segment means nothing yeah. anymore. This segment means literally nothing. <laughs> I don't know. This podcast means nothing. If I say it's that fine. everybody, if I say that everybody can't win, I know I'm wrong, but I know I'm right. <laughs> I like. All right, let's get into the survivor pool uh, update. So I had my default person. The only person I could pick was Carson. Josh, yours ended up being Lauren, correct? Yeah, my default. Yeah, so I did listen to your guys' awful podcast without me, might I say. Just garbage. Just kidding. You guys did great. But Ryan did get one thing wrong. Uh, my last person was not Heidi. My last person was Lauren. So I wasn't, you know, biting my biting my nails as much as what you might think going into tribal. Uh, I'd used Heidi in the past sometime. But the thing that matters here is that both Ryan and I survived the week, which means we're both completely out of people uh since we lost kane last week and now that means that we start over reset Still without derek reset no derek what's funny though is uh we all lost like i lost first i lost the worst but you guys are losers you can mm. beat each other no. but survivor no. beat you the edit beat both of you you're both wrong Nah, i think we're both winners uh well yep. you know what that'll be my q a uh for the listeners on I think, spotify i and, think you've uh, been outvoted by the castle consultants uh, maybe by the other two people, but the, they're the two least important opinions on the podcast. I weight mine That's very differently. That's not true. <laughs> that is Listeners, false. let us let us know if you actually think that Derek, who got out the very first episode, deserves to be considered just as much of a loser as me and Ryan, yeah, who yeah, I yeah. wouldn't even consider why, why are you even talking right now? You Wait, have no business here, I, I'm, sir. I'm not talking about the survivor pool. I'm just talking more generally speaking. My opinion is the most important on the podcast. Again, not true. Uh, but Derek, I'm the have only you one, seen every seen the Survivor? I'm the only one who's uh, <laughs> burn whose winner pick is still alive. You're also so, the only uh, one who ne- hasn't seen every single season of Survivor. So. Uh, because of you guys, yeah, you're the only one who's not like a Survivor um, super fan. You should be ashamed that I always win the rank down wars. You should be ashamed. You're, you're that in last I place. Pick a lot of Ooh, winners. Yeah, you are not doing great on rank down. Like, oh, yes, even though you we were, even tonight. though you were spot on this week, you know, for you're the for those last. who don't follow along with our rank downs, I do post them on our social media challenge. But Derek did nail the the for anyone this week and by the way i am only four points behind you guys you guys are tied Jeez, he's been keeping a running total i'm not even i haven't even been doing that all right survivor pool let's do this reset everyone is fair game i'm gonna go with carolyn as my pick she's got an idol i don't think anyone's coming for her Ooh, okay okay not who i thought you were going with i thought you were gonna go with the person that i'm gonna pick and that is heidi i, I think you know also someone has an idol yep. i just think that she is 
less long for this world than Carolyn. I think Carolyn has a very good shot at making it True. deep in this game. I also think Carolyn is safer than Heidi. I think Heidi could go next week. I could see her getting voted out with an idol in her pocket. She absolutely could. I know that it's a little bit more risky than a Carolyn pick, but I would like to be able to stash Carolyn for use later on. Okay. All right. Well, that's the episode, everybody. Bye. (laughs) You can uh, follow us on social media at Castaway Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Castaway Consultants on Facebook and YouTube where we post our videos. Uh, We have a website, which is thecastawayconsultants.com. TikTok, Castaway Consultants, and I think that's it. Right? And, right. and of course, go to Spotify, participate in the poll and in the Q&A. And we are going to be putting a poll on there about whether or not uh, Josh and Ryan are actually winners or losers in the Survivor Pool game. Relative to each other, I admit that you guys beat me and there's still someone who can be found to be on top. But I do think that all three of us lost because none of us made it to the end. So that'll be the Q&A or the poll this week. Spoilers. Go, please answer. I want to be validated. Do not validate Derek. He does not yeah. need his ego inflated any more than it already is. Don't inflate Ryan's ego any more than it already is. Look, it's impossible to inflate my ego. Well, I want to burst it's his... that. It's literally maxed out. I want to burst his bubble. <laughs> Why? Because it's funny. Why? <laughs> because I love busting your chops. Okay, well, this was fun, guys. Good to have you back, Josh. Oh, thanks. Good to be back. There's a Josh-sized hole in our hearts last week. Yeah. And I fill that hole. Yeah. Yes. All right. This has been the Castaway Consultants. Got nothing else for you. Good night.